You're listening to Outlandish Outcasts at outlandishoutcasts.com. Welcome to episode three of Outlandish Outcasts. I'm your host, Al. With, with me, as always, is my better half, Desi. How are you doing tonight, Desi? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. It was a busy week, like always. I'm happy to be here recording, though. Yes, this is relaxing for me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely relaxing compared to the daily uh, daily grind of our lives. I love the daily grind of our lives. <laughs> Chasing after children, screaming at them, asking yeah. them to pick stuff up. They don't listen. Yeah, you can ask all day, and then you can tell them they have to or they're grounded, and then you can tell them three more times, and then they might listen. I don't tell them three more times. I just tell them they're grounded. They still don't listen. They listen to me. Well, they'll pick up a couple of things. They You're the lenient parent. This is why they listen to me. Oh, okay. They I agree. Li- I agree. I'm the lenient parent. <laughs> they listen to me. Yeah, okay. Whatever. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Whatever. How would you like to start this evening? I don't know. Yeah. With a bang? Would you like to go first? Do I have to go first? You do not have to go first. I can go first. I can go first if you'd like. I can go first. Okay, yes. I'll go first. How many stories did you bring to the table? I've got three really small stuff, one kind of substantial story, so four, I guess. You go first. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I have more, but I didn't read them all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like to hear your opinion on stories that you didn't read. Uh, if I don't really have an opinion Perfect. on stories. Perfect. Perfect. I, well, I'm actually, I'm going to ask for your opinion on a story you didn't read, because I read it right here. But you're going to tell me about it. I am. I'm going to tell you about it. I'm going to tell you all about a company that offers to fake a vacation what? for you. Oh, my God. <laughs> a Nebraska-based business is offering to bolster social media pages with expertly faked photos of users on vacations they never took. I don't want a fake vacation. <laughs> what I'm thinking is this would be a great business opportunity for us. What? We'd like to travel, right? Yeah. So how about we travel to the place to places, take pictures and fake other people's vacations. This is hilarious because my next the story I have set on top for the first one Follow suit kind of right well, perfect, there with perfect. what you're saying. <laughs> anyway, the company, Fake a Vacation, which is located at fakeavacation.com. Why? Offers packages starting at $19.99. What? For a service to superimpose the photo, your photos, um, in front of famous landmarks and oh. popular vacation spots. I have no idea. Including words. Las Vegas, Grand Canyon, Hawaii, Walt Disney. Um, packages also include some facts about each destination to help the customer, uh, concoct a story of their fake vacation. Uh, the company cited a study that suggests more than half a millennial, half of millennials have lied about taking vacations for reasons ranging from last-minute cancellations to the high price of travel and desire for social media recognition. Like I said, I thought this would be absolute perfect business opportunity for us. We like to travel, and traveling is expensive. So to pay for us to travel, we will superimpose pictures of other people and then they can kind of pay for a vacation. Fine, no problem. But why take a vacation? Why would somebody want to say they've been somewhere and they have not? To hey. try to get that like on Facebook. Stupid. I know it's stupid, but people do stuff like that all the time. People lie on social media all the time. You want people to like your statuses on Facebook? 
just be a decent human being. Decent human beings don't get likes. Okay, I get likes, but I'm freaking <laughs> hilarious. You are. See, you're hilarious. Not everybody is hilarious, and not everybody can go to the Grand Canyon. I still don't understand why people like me. <laughs> I don't. I I'm like, say, how do no. people... I, why do people like me? Any of my friends listening to this? What is it about my personality? I'd really like to know. I've never understood this. I've told you this a hundred times. I don't know why people like me. I'm a bitch. I don't remember either. I'm hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a funny bitch. You're funny. You're very, very, <laughs> very funny. <laughs> so, I, it was a quick story, but that's my fake vacation story. Just I thought it'd be a great business opportunity for us. So. I, I'm down for it. Hey, I've been to... I've traveled the Yucatan Peninsula. If anybody needs photos from Chichen Itza climbing the pyramids, I've got pictures of me on top of the pyramid looking down on, I can't even remember, the thousand tombs, the death columns. That, thousand columns. That's cool, but I think Instagram would rather see pictures of you laying on the beach in Cancun. Nobody wants to see me laying I mean, on the, the beach. I mean, the people anywhere. laying on the beach in Cancun. <laughs> You went on one of those education things, you know, they're, they're fun and I enjoy them more, but you know, social media likes to see, no, so, so, social media likes to see the famous, you know, vacation spots, not the let's go learn about spots, I think. I don't know. Why? I don't like you, but I just oh. think people on social media like to. Okay. Maybe I am an oddball because when I go vacation, it's always, what are we going to learn about? Went to Alaska, stopped at Mount McKinley. You might not be an oddball. You know what you might be? An outcast. There we go. An outlandish outcast. <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Oh, correction. I'm an outlandish outcast. Perfect, perfect. So, after we go on vacation, what do you got for me? <laughs> Mine is about a vacation spot. So, if you want to go see weird, unusual things, because I'm always looking... For places to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. I always look for educational things, mm -hmm. as we have just discussed. Yes. So, something I even came across because I was looking for different places within the United States. Is it something that's going to end States. up going on our bucket list of places to travel to? Maybe. Okay. This just kind of <laughs> had me going, what? Okay. So, one place that would be an interesting place to go visit if anyone is wanting to see something different or wanting to see something that's kind of hard to explain is the, the Sailing Stones of Racetrack Playoff. Okay. So the rocks in this Arab basin leaves trails of movement behind. So there's... So the rocks leave trails of movement? Yep. That's really cool. So I have pictures here. I can even put, put some of that up. It's in Death Valley. Cool. So there's something magical about the Sailing Stones of the racetrack playa in Death Valley, California. We will definitely go here and then post other people's pictures for a There's small nothing in Death Valley other than that. Ask my friend, my bestie, who is from Southern California, mm -hmm. graduated from Yaka High School, and she said there's nothing there. Don't go there. Well, it's Death Valley. It's not supposed to be anything there. I've never been to Death Valley, but I've spent quite a bit of time fairly close to there in my Marine Corps days. My brother was there for training before heading over to Iraq. So, yeah. Well, that's really neat. Like, the pictures of seeing, like, it literally looks like 
the stones were moving because you see a trail through the sand. It's that's it kind of crazy. The trail showed that the rocks have rolled and zigzagged across the ground, sometimes for as long as eight hundred and sixty feet. The trails last for years before fading, so it's almost impossible to predict when the stones will move or how fast they move. And then it also says that they had a team of scientists set out to find the answer. They named a group of stones and did survey over the area over a seven-year period. A 700-pound block dubbed Karen, which didn't move at all while under study. Did they? T- so they tagged them kind of like they would a, a a wild animal in the woods when they want to track them. <laughs> kind of track the rocks I, as they're moving across the that's desert. That's what they did. It didn't go too far in depth with it, mm-hmm. but it's like they knew they were being watched. Hmm. Looking at the, <laughs> looking at the pictures, you almost expect to see either like like tractor prints behind it, like because you can tell they've obviously <laughs> moved. But there's nothing else other than the rock that moved. It, <laughs> If we if those pictures were seen on Mars, that would be really cool. That would be kind of cool. But they're cool in Death Valley too. I wonder if they happen. I wonder if it happens anywhere else other than Death Valley, or if it's just a Death Valley. It might be other places. I have no idea. Death Valley. If you notice the sand, you can see it's so dried out there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like sand. It's like dried up mud. Yeah. yeah. So, but it does say later teams have studied the phenomena and determined. That melting watered ice sheets were responsible for the movement of the stones. Hmm. So well, that's really cool. Yay for science again! I love science. Yay science! Science is my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that was my short story too. Well, it, that was an excellent story. My next one, I have to give a little disclaimer before it. Uh oh. This is the first time on this show I'm bringing a story that's not going to make you laugh. What? It's not going to make you go, oh, that was interesting. Oh. I'm not sure what it's going to make you do, but it made me mad. I hope it doesn't make me pee my pants. It's possible. Now, <laughs> the first, when I first read the story, this is one of those stories that you first read and it's like, no way. That can't be true. There's got to be more to it. And then you dig in and you read a couple of more articles and you realize, no, this is the way things are. And this is the way things have been working for a long time. Ugh, and I couldn't so believe strange. that we'd never, never heard a story about this like this before. Anyway, here we go. A teacher in San Francisco, elementary school teacher, battling breast cancer. Okay. Must pay for her own substitute. What? In California. In oh, my God. Glen of Park Elementary California School. California would have that law. Glen Park Elementary School in San Francisco. A teacher is battling uh, breast cancer, and uh, she has to pay for her substitute. Uh, for decades, seriously ill teachers in California are forced to pay the salaries of their substitute teachers while taking extended leave. Now, te- uh, public school teachers in California get 10 days of sick leave a year. If you go over that 10 days... You get 100 days of extended sick leave, but the salary of the teacher of the substitute is going to come out of your salary. That's insane. So you just don't get paid. I'm sure the substitute doesn't make as much as the full-time teacher, so you do get paid something, but a much smaller amount than, much smaller than a typical disability plan would pay. Now... Because of my day job, I, I know a lot about California disability I was insurance. just going to say, doesn't California have some sort of a short term? Teachers do not 
participate. Are you trying to make me a room in anger? <laughs> Teachers do not participate in California short-term disability. Oh my! And they don't participate because they have the union has because through the union they've agreed to just pay them their full salary, which is great. But if you need a substitute, you don't get your full salary. You literally have to pay most of it to a substitute to do the job. Now, the lady that this happened to, her name is Nowhere, which is great. She did not want to be publicized, and nobody is publicizing well, her. Well, no, you're which, going against your union. Which, which is excellent. But she did. Have, she does have a GoFundMe account. She's going to be okay because people in the community donated. Um, what actually happens a lot of times in these situations the teachers will have a, a, a way to donate their time off to other teachers. So if you don't need your 10 days, you can donate it to another teacher. And that's how this is usually taken care of. But I just thought it was, I mean, you're going through breast cancer. And now you have to worry about being able to afford to pay for your substitute or you're not going to have a job. I can't imagine that situation. Even even at the company we work for, I can't imagine a situation. But teachers, and it kind of makes me mad with the teachers because, A, they are educating our children. Yes. So, to me, that's discouraging. Mm-hmm. But odds are, these people, when they're going through college, they're not even aware of this. No. And, I mean, this is a, it's a 1967 law. 67 law. That's when the law yeah, was passed. Yeah, it needs to be taken out. And it's, it, it's about $195 a day. I'm just glad that I you don't have to pay for California, but that is oh, no. bullshit. Of, of course, I'm, our son's teacher, who we really love, had to take a month and a half of extended leave this year. I was just talking to one of the other parents from last year. Her son was in that mm-hmm. same teacher's class, and she took a month off at the end of the year last year too mm-hmm. because of the same because thing, of health treatment. issues, and it. it uh, uh, thank God she was able to come back and didn't have to worry about this because we're not in California. But it just it, this is one of those stories that blew my mind. I wanted to talk to you about it earlier in the week, and I thought, no, I'm going to save it for the podcast. Even though it's not lighthearted, it's not all friendly and funny, I had to just get my opinion about this. These are teachers. Yeah, I think it's very important. And some people are like, oh, they're paid great. Well, they should be paid great. They are educating the children, and if we don't treat them well, our children are going to get shit education. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Remind me to put the explicit tag on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I swore last time. I'm sorry, but this kind of makes me mad. I I agree. That's why I wanted to talk to you about this. I kind of thought it would get you fired up. It had me fired up all week long. Uh. Anyway. Um, you know, if you know a teacher in need, help them out because <laughs> some of them really need it. This is, like I said, this lady did have a, a GoFundMe account. They raised like $13,000, which is enough for the time off she's going to need, um, to be paid for. Thank you. know, this could have went a million different ways. She could have not had healthcare. Luckily she did. Doesn't have to worry about that. Um, yeah. But anyway, that's my story about a California school teacher that really had me around. Is my face red? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to bring the show down. This was supposed to be funny. I told you I was going to bring it down for one story this week. I just I couldn't hold it back. I didn't think it was going to go there. I was thinking maybe sad. I didn't realize it was going to make me mad. Yeah, it made me mad all week long. How are you feeling right now? Can you point out the picture? There's not a picture for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. <laughs> Alright, do you have anything more lighthearted we could go on to? Mm, my next story I have online, or on right in front of me here, mm-hmm. is not really lighthearted, okay. but you know how I'm intrigued about serial killers? Yes. And I've just yes. always had yes. the fascination, like, why does it bring tick the way it Serial cares? killers are really cool. That last, like, Ted Bundy documentary we watched oh my was amazing. Gosh. Netflix documentary on Ted Bundy. The Bundy tapes, I believe it was called. When you said you wanted to watch it, I'm like, really? This is like a turn on. That was, that was really, <laughs> That's kind of scary. <laughs> I was kidding. If she's alone on the podcast next week, somebody come looking for me, please. If I'm alone on the podcast next week, um, it'll be a miracle because I don't know if I can get all of the equipment working. Okay, well, if there is no podcast next week. And it wouldn't be alone. Izzy would be with me. This is true. The dog is running around around right now. now. Like, somebody pay attention to me. Okay. So... What I picked was... Have you ever heard of Murder Castle? Heard of Murder House, not Murder Castle. In Chicago. No, I've never heard of Murder Murder Castle. Okay. So, how about H.H. Holmes? That rings a bell. Okay. Are you thinking of, like, Sherlock Holmes? No, I'm not thinking of Sherlock Holmes. Okay. So, H.H. Holmes, he was born Herman Webster Mudgett. In New Hampshire, I probably said that last name wrong, in 1861. Okay. So this is older. Um, as an adult, he abandoned his young wife and children in 1885 and moved to Illinois. And then once there, he changed his last name to Holmes. Okay. And it was reported as, it had something to do with Sherlock Holmes, so more or less. Okay. He picked the name himself because he liked it. Yep. I get it. So, and I, I find that kind of funny. <laughs> Because, as we go through the story, you'll kind of understand why. Okay. So, he, when he moved there, he worked for a pharmacy located near Jackson Park, which I'm not really familiar with Chicago. Me either. So, anyone from Chicago or knowledgeable, (laughs) or, yeah, you might understand what that is. So... There was the murder castle, as historians believe, Holmes, a masterful and charismatic con artist. How are they always charismatic? Ted Bundy. You can't be a con artist unless, yeah, I mean, nobody's going to believe you unless you're charismatic. Beady, dilated eyes, and it's like, ooh, scary. It's always in the eyes, and nobody understands that. So. Okay, so he swindled money from the drugstore employers when he worked there is what they're assuming. Okay. They're not positive. But he purchased an empty lot in the Inglewood neighborhood of Chicago. Okay. And built a labyrinth structure. Mm. So apparently this was a hotel where it was almost like a maze and he he knew okay. every corner, every turn, every mm-hmm. hidden trap door. Booby trap. Interesting. Yep. I wonder if I wonder if season five of American Horror Story was kind of based slightly on this. It was it was a hotel that had trap doors and a labyrinth. This it was in LA, but it was very similar to the story you're describing. Maybe. Because So we had the booby trap murder castle. The basement was a macabre facility of acid bats, pits of quick lime sand, 
often used on decaying corpses, and a crematorium, which the killer used to finish off his victims. I mean, if you're a killer, you might as well have a place to get rid of the body. And there were certain booby traps that went right into the crematoriums. Oh, my God. All these rooms were soundproof, so if somebody's screaming, you're not going to hear it from the room you're sleeping. And they said he lured many visitors to visitors to these to his hotel with mm-hmm. cheap rates. Huh. And just, it wasn't in this story, it was somewhere else I heard it because I was kind of researching this a little. Mm-hmm. Apparently the doors opened like you can get into the hotel mm-hmm. but you couldn't get out. So kind of like Hotel California. <laughs> Where you can never <laughs> Yeah. <be. laughs> <laughs> Maybe that no no Hotel California, not Murder that's, Castle. It's <laughs> very interesting, very like mind boggling. It, it always surprises me how people who devious people like this who the 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 lengths they go to to find their victims. I mean, to literally build a castle, a hotel that. That was like a maze. That, yeah. So if somebody goes out screaming, they're not going to be yeah, able to figure their way figure out. out. That's that is amazing. Uh, this is a type of place I would love to go spend a night in. <laughs> Skip. <laughs> I you, think that would be you really cool. Can go stay there and just say my wife's sleeping in the car outside. So just so you know, if something happens to me, she's outside and we'll report it the next day. You better have like a GPS tracker <laughs> on me because nobody's going to be able to find me in the mazes and. Uh, it. Doesn't matter. I'm out in the car and a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've you. got some life insurance on you. It's okay. I do. I do. I do. I'll just pray to God that you stay alive. Okay. Well, pray to God that I stay alive. Pray to the bank that my life insurance comes through. <laughs> hey, it was a homicide, and I didn't do it. This so is true. This is true. I didn't push you down the stairs. You would be eligible. <laughs> I, I would. I would. But yeah, he. Claimed to have killed over 200 people, which obviously, if the rooms are soundproof and it's a hotel, yeah, yeah we're talking. Easy. We're talking back in a in a time where reporting of missing people isn't going to be as widely as it is now. So, well, I can see if you get away with 200 people. But after like 10 missing. people go missing, and they were like, he stayed. They stayed at the book. If you're offering hotel. cheap enough rates, you are getting people who are there for maybe they're offering hourly rates. Or and no. look, those type of people, nobody cares about them. I mean, not no, that nobody cares about them. It wasn't like that. Bottom. It was some Colombian exposition, and okay. people came into town for this. Oh, okay. So, people well, that actually helps town. too because it's out of towners at least. You're not having the local people looking for you. <laughs> if you were local, why would you be staying in the hotel? Oh, no, I've stayed you in local hotels. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't have swimming pools and true. slides and kiddie parks for the kids to go run yeah, and scream and play. So we can sit there with at the wet bar with drinks in our hands and watch the kids run around as we get lit. <laughs> <laughs> and hope they don't drown. And there's a lifeguard on duty. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, he said he killed more than 200 people, and then he ultimately confessed to only 27 murders. So he was probably like, no, no, please don't kill me. I lied. It was only 27 people. Yeah. And then... Reminds me and, of <laughs> And then experts say that he probably only killed nine people. Nine? 
So the guy wanted to inflate the numbers because he wanted to be known for killing people. Well, yeah, he wanted to act huh. like he got away with a lot more than he did, which is why he started off with 200, and then he's like, oh, they're going to hang me. Yeah. Well, they're going to... They'll hang you for one. You might as well just go all out. <laughs> <laughs> he was huh. probably hoping, you know, it wasn't that bad. Maybe they'll be a little bit more lenient on well, me. Well, we will never stay in that hotel. Well, no, thankfully. And then... With that hotel, um, the building itself remained standing. It remained standing until 1938, when it was torn down, and then the site is now occupied by the Inglewood branch of the U.S. Post Office. <laughs> Why they added that to the end of this story? I had to read it just because I thought that was hilarious. That is hilarious. Like, why was that necessary? Don't know. No. Right. No, it wasn't. So, I'm going to move on to... I bet they added it because he went postal. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that just ran No, he only head. killed nine people. That's A postal worker gets more. He claimed 200. This is true. Sorry. It just popped in my head. I'm like, whoa, how did I not think of that earlier? All right, all right. We're going to move on. We're going to move on to um, the celebrity story of the week. <laughs> this is getting really hard because I don't follow celebrities, so the hardest story for me to that. find... I don't know either, but the hardest story for me to find is a celebrity story that I care about at all. Um, but I found <laughs> I found a celebrity that I used to really like. I think he's kind of fallen off a lot. I probably don't even know years. who he is. Oh, you, I guarantee I... you know who this guy is. Okay. I, will, I will try not to pull celebrities you don't know too much. Now, this guy you definitely know. I think you probably like him more than I do now. I might only know his face, though, and not his name. I bet you know his name, his face, songs he's sang, movies he's been in, because Adam Sandler. Oh, Adam Sandler. I know him. <laughs> On David Letterman, described a cheetah attack. What? He was on safari in Africa. <laughs> oh, God. A guide told him he could feed the cheetahs. Oh. Um, he said, there's very nice people at this place, and then they let me in with the cheetah, and the owner said I could feed the cheetah water with my hands, so I did it. And something went a little wrong. Uh. There, There is video footage online, if anybody's really interested, just do a Google search, Adam Sandler and Cheetah Attack. He still has his hand? And yeah, he, he's okay, um... But he was, you know, scared for his life, of course. Um, <laughs> I would have been, too. The, the cheetah jumped on him and, you know, went for the neck. Well, yeah, that's um, usually... But didn't... Uh, you go for the jugular. Didn't uh, pinch down. Uh, he didn't fight back at all. He laid there and the cheetah... I just bet it was a playful cheetah and he wanted to play it. That is, that is and they probably what... probably happened. knew that that was going to happen and I thought just, it was going to be comical. I can't imagine being attacked by a cheetah... And here you're Adam Sandler on an African safari on He probably thought it was going to be hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't. I mean, he didn't think it was hilarious. He was no. scared to death. I mean, he, it probably was funnier than his last few movies have been, <laughs> because I'm not a huge fan lately. But his early stuff I thought was really good. I bet if we watched his early stuff, we might not find it funny now. I just watched Happy Gilmore like a month ago. <laughs> okay, I still love it. Absolutely still love it. Maybe we would. But it's short and sweet celebrity gossip for the week with Adam Sandler cheetah, cheetah attack. Except if you want to find, if you want to see a video, there are uh, videos all over online. 
So this wasn't Chester Cheetah. No, it wasn't Chester Cheetah. It was um real. Real <laughs> real Cheetah. Yeah, no, no. I don't care who tried to convince me that it would be okay. Never. Yeah, I would never uh, ever no. there's something about cats. Big cats that, you know <laughs> I was gonna say I think we even mentioned it on last week. I think I even mentioned it on last week's show. There was another, you know, magician attack in Vegas over a a tiger. Cats are. Oh, it wasn't a magician. Oh, you did say that. I mentioned it. It, it, You were yeah. Your story of the stuffed animal, and yeah. But there's something about cats you can't trust them. Big cats you can't trust. You can't trust small cats either. They're all kind of weird. Weird because you're a cat person. I am because they're so. I like cats. I don't really want a cat. I like cats because they're very independent. You don't have to do anything. They're not needy like this little dog that's running around our feet. Is he or not needy? Are you you all by yourself and lonely? He's tried to get on my lap now a couple times since we've been sitting here. So. Oh, here she comes. You're going to pop my ball that I'm sitting on. I don't know if they heard her snort. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so do you have another story? I do have another story. We can go one more. What do you got? So I can guarantee half of our listeners, if not all of them, maybe not, I'm not sure, has heard of this. Okay. So a couple years ago, do you remember when even Florida got really cold? Do you remember hearing anything about iguanas? I don't. Okay. I don't think I've heard of this. thought out iguana attacks a Florida man trying to eat them. A thawed out iguana? <laughs> Crash a car. Oh my god. So, I don't know why everything seems to happen in Florida. <laughs> like, you know, if you want to look up weird news, man, Florida is all over it. <laughs> I'm at work and I'm like, send, I send out letters and all I keep thinking is, and this happened when I sent it after reading a letter and I had to respond to it and it was from somebody in Florida and I'm going, I need to change my last name. I really need to change that <laughs> name. Florida is definitely an interesting place. So, if you live in a place that's ever gets cold and you've probably only seen iguanas at a zoo or in someone's apartment during a very mysterious first date. Ding, ding, ding. I'm in a place that's cold, always. <laughs> However, if you live in southern Florida, they're just everywhere. Okay. So, kind of what this story was, was a few years back, it hit about 40 degrees, they're cold-blooded. Mm-hmm. That would be really cold for Florida. Mm-hmm. And they're cold-blooded creatures, they're okay. a reptile, mm-hmm. but they're always climbing in trees. Mm-hmm. So, they're sleeping in a tree or something, and it hits 40 degrees, they can't move. Okay. So, eventually, they're going to fall out of the trees. Well... So, it's just like, fall, so it's just like the one is laying all over the ground? I don't know if they're all over the ground, but, but they're just be here and there. there. They're okay. just laying there because they can't really move. It's like a shock mm-hmm. to their yeah, system. Yeah, I can understand that. So some people actually um, eat iguanas. Okay. They call it, it's known as chicken of the trees. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. I mean, sort of. Chicken of the sea, chicken of Eating the trees. Eating iguana just, I'm sorry, it sounds gross. It reminds me of the story from this week about the couple who ate muskrat and got the bubonic plague. That was in somewhere else. You didn't even bring that. You should. I know I didn't. It's something I read earlier this week. It just <laughs> popped into my head. <laughs> so, but unlike any other food, you can pick up or can pick from a tree. Mm-hmm. So, 
<laughs> some people pick oranges, some people pick iguanas. So they actually have it in here. Uh, winner of 2017-2018. So two years ago. Okay. Okay, so there was the unusual cold weather in tropical warm places. That would have been last year. Oh. I don't know math. <laughs> <laughs> I'm special. That's okay. Okay, so um, it dropped under 40 degrees and they hit the ground. So people are going around picking up frozen treats that have fallen from the sky is mm. how they put it in here. Not dead, just fallen from the sky. Well, of course, Florida being Florida, this is how it's written. <laughs> <laughs> One local was dumb enough to start scooping up these stunned iguanas and pile them pile them into his car. Uh-oh. So, <laughs> after they warm up, what do you think's going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> they become alive again. <laughs> and probably freaked out because they can't climb up a tree. And uh, you're like, yeah. what's this glass stuff that I can't get through? Oh, I would love to see the look on that guy's face. Yeah. It doesn't really say anything, but he had dozens of iguanas as he was driving. Needless to say. Could you imagine? That is crazy. No. I was, when I was in Mexico that one time, Mm -hmm. and I would see the iguanas, they freaked me out a little, and it's probably because I've never been around iguanas. But they'd just be sitting there, and they get closer to you, because they're used to people, too. And I'm Mm -hmm. just like, is it going to bite me? (laughs) So I just have your car full of these things, and all of a sudden they come up. I mean, it reminds me of, like, a house fly in the winter, and it's sitting in the windowsill, and it's dead. It looks dead. Then it warms up and comes alive and flies or it's away. Like a fly that goes into yeah. a freezer. Yeah. It looks dead, Same but thing. the moment it comes out of the freezer, it wakes yeah. up and starts buzzing around again. It's yeah. kind of driving down the highway. Like, I drive down the road and get freaked out when a mosquito buzzes in my ear sometimes. Iguanas running around my car would really freak me out. But the end of this, it was kind of funny. It's like, Difficult to drive a car full of pissed off reptiles, so he ended up crashing. They didn't eat him though, making them the bigger iguana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that was definitely a, a lighter note to end, to end the week on. I like that. Let's, uh, but I do not want to eat iguanas. No iguanas for dinner tomorrow. They say it's chicken of the trees. Chicken of the trees. You eat chicken of the sea. I do. I like tuna. I really yeah. Do. Gross. But I don't want to try it once. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, if you liked anything you heard, have any ideas for us, you can always send us an email at outlandishoutcasts at gmail.com. Um, you also can find us on Facebook. Facebook at Outlandish Outcast Podcast. And, um, you know, comment on any of the stories there. Maybe we'll throw up some pictures from this week. Or if um, you have any ideas for a story, just post a comment. Yes, yes. And uh, in the meantime, have a good week, everybody. And uh, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta figure out some way to end Happy Thursday. Yeah, yeah, we do need an ending. Happy Thursday. Have a good week, everybody. <laughs>